Hey, everybody, three senators. That's right, three senators join the program as we agree in great harmony to try to oppose this Ukraine bill. It's an amazing picture of where the U.S. Senate is headed. Senator Tuberville, Senator Vance, Senator Lee all join the program. Email us is always freedom at charliekirk.com. Get involved with Turning Point USA at tpusa.com. That's tpusa.com. Start a high school or college chapter today at tpusa.com. And if you want to become a member, listen to all of our episodes advertiser-free. Go to members.charliekirk.com. That's members.charliekirk.com. Buckle up, everybody. Here we go. Charlie, what you've done is incredible here. Maybe Charlie Kirk is on the college campus. I want you to know we are lucky to have Charlie Kirk. Charlie Kirk's running the White House, folks. I want to thank Charlie. He's an incredible guy. His spirit, his love of this country. He's done an amazing job building one of the most powerful youth organizations ever created, Turning Point USA. We will not embrace the ideas that have destroyed countries, destroyed lives, and we are going to fight for freedom on campuses across the country. That's why we are here. Noble Gold Investments is the official gold sponsor of The Charlie Kirk Show, a company that specializes in gold IRAs and physical delivery of precious metals. Learn how you could protect your wealth with Noble Gold Investments at noblegoldinvestments.com. That is noblegoldinvestments.com. It's where I buy all of my gold. Go to noblegoldinvestments.com. Senator J.D. Vance is with us. Uh, Senator Thank you for taking the time. And so, Senator, let's let's get right into it. It's going viral. Your argument is that this Ukra- this vile piece of red legislation that is advancing could eventually result in a Trump impeachment. Walk us through it, Senator Vance. Yes, it's very simple, uh, Charlie, but it takes t- takes a little memory. So go back to 2019 and remember the very first impeachment trial against Donald Trump, the one that was actually successful in the House, but thankfully died in the Senate. What was the argument, Charlie? The argument is that there was a pot of money that had been allocated to which country? Ukraine. And that money was not being spent as it was required to be spent by Donald Trump. And this was taken as evidence of, you know, Russia collusion, some grand conspiracy. But on the basis of him not spending that money, he was impeached back in 2019. So this is not hypothetical. Now, in the bill that is being debated right now on the Senate floor, there are golden handcuffs because it doesn't just fund Ukraine in 2024. It also funds Ukraine in 2025 and 2026. Who will be president in 2025? Hopefully, of course, Donald J. Trump. So if Donald Trump tries to do what he has promised on the campaign trail and stop the killing, there will be a predicate there. There will be people who say you're not spending the money that was appropriated to Ukraine in the same way that you didn't spend the money in 2019. And I guarantee, Charlie, they will impeach him. Now, will it be absurd? Yes. Will it be unconstitutional? Yes. But we know these people don't actually care. What we're doing is handing them the weapon with which they will wedge, uh, use it against our nominee for president in 2025, if he actually wins, as all of us hope that he, as all of us hope that he will. So this is really, really important, Charlie. It shows Number one, that nobody actually knows what's in this 370-page behemoth. We got to actually read these things and debate them. Even if you want to fund Ukraine, you shouldn't be wanting to tie Donald Trump's hands two years into his administration. Yeah. So, Senator, I, I heard you on Steve Bannon's program this morning, and I thought it was really important, which could, because our audience is so fired up on this. And we had Senator Lee on earlier, and he said it's not a done deal that this has passed yet. I want to read off the Senate Republicans. I know they're your colleagues, but we have to be honest. 
uh, Shelley Moore Capito from West Virginia, Bill Cassidy from Louisiana, Susan Collins from Maine, John Cornyn from Texas, Joni Ernst from Iowa, Chuck Grassley from Iowa, John Kennedy from Louisiana. Uh, both uh, representatives from Louisiana, I believe, had, uh, voted for this. Mitch McConnell, um, obviously from Kentucky, Jerry Moran from Kansas, Mark Wayne Mullen from Oklahoma, Lisa Murkowski from Alaska, Mitt Romney from Utah, Mike Rounds from South Dakota, Dan Sullivan from Alaska, John Thrune from South Dakota, Tom Tillis from North Carolina, Roger Wicker from Mississippi, and Todd Young from Indiana. So, Senator, what help me understand why they're doing this. It is a direct insult to the American people. It's bad for the country. It's bad for the hundreds of thousands of Ukrainians that are going to be caught in the line of fire because this war has to continue. What is their rationale? Well, first, let me say, Charlie, that a lot of the people you just named are allies of Donald Trump. They're people who have endorsed Donald Trump already for president. I really don't think, Charlie, and maybe I'm being naive, that some of these people, yeah, okay, maybe Mitch, but some of these people I don't think realize that this legislation will lead directly to his impeachment in 2025. But I think a lot of them are just sort of, you know, unaware that that, that what's in the bill, they've trusted leadership. I, I don't know what their justification for it is, but we have to kill this bill, Charlie, and I encourage everybody out there, do everything you can to send a message that we have to kill this bill. It's a plot against Donald Trump. It's a plot against Republican voters, and we have to stop it. Now, if you step back, Charlie, to answer your question, look, I hate to say it, but the Ukraine thing has become an obsession among a certain species of Republican. They have convinced themselves that this is our 9-11. This is our World War II. And they want to be Winston Churchill or Franklin Roosevelt standing in the breach and saying no to tyranny. And they've convinced themselves that this is the fight. And all of the knuckle-draggers, like me, in the Republican Party who think we should stop spending money to Ukraine, you know, we're, we're just like the isolationists. So we're, we're, we're the peaceniks of World War II who would have let Hitler march all over Europe. It's absurd. It's preposterous. The comparison doesn't even make sense. But these people have really convinced themselves that they're self-righteous, Charlie, that this is a righteous moral crusade and they want to be on the right side of history. The, the crazy thing is, Charlie, as you know well, and I think your audience knows well, we know that the very same foreign policy wisdom of the last 30 years, it's not the wisdom of the World War II generation. It's the wisdom of never-ending war in Afghanistan, never-ending war in Iraq, lying about weapons of mass destruction, starting a war in Syria that we had no business involved in. It is the logic of perpetual warfare, not of any sort of patriotic stand. So we've got to really, I think, hammer this hard, Charlie, and try to defeat this thing. Senator, you said something that I think is really important, and it kind of plays off of this one-liner you hear a lot. Oh, they just care about invites to the cocktail parties, and the National Review people hate that when you say that. But you said that they want to be treated well at the Munich Security Conference. Is it is it that shallow? Are we at a place now where they really want to fly nonstop from Dulles on Lufthansa first class and be treated in chauffeured cars in Munich and get invited to parties? Is that really where the U.S. Senate stands? You, you have to think about this, Charlie. Uh, what these guys, Munich Security Conference, it's like the Davos of national security. That's it's correct. next week. Uh, it's literally, I think, five days from now it starts. And all of these guys are going to go on their two-week recess, and they really want to sit with the NATO Secretary General and with the leaders and heads of state of Europe, and they want to say, we got your money for Ukraine. We, we may be hated by our voters. We may not have secured the southern border, uh, we, we, we were opposed by the knuckle draggers like J.D. Vance and Donald Trump of the Republican Party, but we got your money for Ukraine. And yeah, Charlie, I hate to say it, but I think the psychological motivation, man, 
you, you know this is one of the most dangerous human impulses is when you can sit down at a table and convince yourself that you're really good and you're really righteous and that the people who disagree with you, they're not just wrong, they're bad people. I really think that's a big part of what this is all about. Yeah, and I just, it's as if they are more worried about the reception of a foreign country than they are. I mean, like, let's just take Mark Wayne Mullen, who's allegedly a tough guy who wants to fight people from the union, right? And what what is he from Oklahoma doing? He's got to get primaried. Langford's got to get, I mean, Langford probably has no political future. Every single person absent Susan Collins, because she's from a super blue state. If you're from a deep red state, though, can you talk about that, Senator? Because I, I hold, if you're from a deep red state, I hold you to a higher standard. There's no that I have to vote my state or vote, you know, worry about a lot of money coming after me. And I look at this punch list. What Louisiana, Kansas, these are the reddest of red states. Why do they hate their voters so much? Yeah, Charlie, look, I, I, I like Mark Wayne. He's a personal friend. I think that he's wrong on this issue. And I've tried to make this argument to him. But look, even if Mark Wayne wants to send money to Ukraine, and I disagree with him, this is where I go back to this impeachment argument, Charlie, because I don't think in his heart of hearts that Mark Wayne wants to impeach Donald Trump for not sending money to Ukraine a year from now. And that's what I think we really have to make this argument is this is not just send money to Ukraine or not. This is blow up the president of the United States of your own party preemptively. You know, uh, George W. Bush, neocons love preemptive war. This is a preemptive war against Donald Trump to destroy his presidency before it even begins. We've got to stop this thing. Yeah. And I just if you look at this, the base is on fire over it. And these guys, I mean, and Senator, it's not threats. You know, if Mark Wayne is a friend of yours, it's not too late to redeem this and just be like, hey, man, be like, hey, I don't think you understand what you're dealing with here. I think he was a replacement senator. He's up soon. I, I don't think he has this really long term that we're, we're, we'll, we'll be left with no choice. So, hey, there's one there's so the, the, really quick. There's a vote carousel tonight, right, where you guys stay. What's going on here? Walk us through it. Look, so they're trying to the Democrats and the establishment Republicans are trying to seize the floor away from us right now. Rand Paul is, is like, you know, a half a mile away from me in the Capitol trying to protect the floor. I'm going to go around 2.45, 3 o'clock. You can only speak for an hour before Senate rules. They're allowed to force you out. And we just have to run this clock as long as possible because the reason the clock running matters, Charlie, is it gives the American people an opportunity to wake up to this. No one was worried about this Saturday and Sunday. Everyone was focused on the Super Bowl. What we're doing right now is really standing on principle and fighting for the idea that, one, you should read a bill before you pass it. And two, you shouldn't go to war against the nominee of your own party to send $61 billion to a foreign country. So I think we got a chance of winning this debate. Obviously, a lot of people want us to fail. There are a lot of senates, uh, senators who want to fund $61 billion to Ukraine. But man, we've got a chance, albeit a small chance to beat this thing. And we're just going to keep on hammering, keep on debating, delay this thing as long as possible and hope that our, our colleagues come to their senses. Yeah, I mean, look, these red state senators, they've been warned. They will feel the wrath of the grassroots. Senator, I'm so glad we went all in on you early. You're doing an amazing job from Ohio. The people of Ohio are thrilled with you, Senator Vance. Talk to you soon. Thank you. Thanks, Charlie. See you, man. Hey, everybody, Charlie Kirk here. If you're looking for a reliable and clear way to have voice and text communication to any number from anywhere in the world, you need a satellite phone, and no one does it better than the satellite phone store. Just go to sat123.com. Check out sat, S-A-T, 123.com. 
There is no tracking. No one can listen in on your phone calls. And the most secure way to communicate is from satellite phone to satellite phone. Even the U.S. military uses satellite phones. And you'll never get an advertisement from any other company because everything you do with a satellite phone will be 100% private. In America this year, only 5% of the island in Maui burned, but 95% of the island lost its power and cell service. Even the 911 emergency service was down because they had no access to satellite communication backup. Be ready. Prepare your family with power and communication. Go to sat123.com, get a free sat phone for a free 15-month agreement, a $1,200 value. Safety and security are just a click away. Let's go to sat123.com for affordable individual family plans or call 855-980-5830. Email us directly, freedom at charliekirk.com. Joining us now is Senator Tuberville. Senator, thank you for taking the time. Senator, we, uh, we've been having some of your colleagues on. We are really building the drumbeat. We have um, many, many people watching. I should call you Coach. Sorry, uh, I forget that is your preferred uh, title. Coach, lead us. Give us the uh, strategy to defeat this bill. Um, help inspire the troops. The floor is yours. Well, Charlie, thanks for having me on. And first of all, right on with that advertisement you just had. You know, we're printing... We're printing. We're we're borrowing eighty thousand dollars a second right now here in Washington D.C. That's four point six million a minute, and I don't know. I don't know how much longer we can stand it. Everybody says our economy is great. It's great because we're throwing money out there right and left, but we're going to have a death spiral here before long. So grab a hold and hold on. But uh, as we speak, we're doing nothing up here in Washington D.C. other than to vote to have another vote. I mean, we're accomplishing nothing. But the Democrats and a bunch of neocons in the Republican side. They want to send money so bad. I've never seen anything like it. They want to send money so bad to a losing cause, which is Ukraine. You know, again, I'm for the Ukrainian people, but they can't win this. They need they have a stalemate. They needed somebody needs to go over and do a little bit of diplomacy. That's what uh, Joe Biden said he was going to do when he took office. There's been zero diplomacy from this administration. But we're in tough times, Charlie. I don't know what's going to happen to our country or, you know, the taxpayers, the citizens and and really even our allies. Yeah. So, Senator, I, I want to emphasize that. I mean, you guys have a lot on your plate here, but the one element that isn't being covered and Tucker Carlson's terrific interview with Vladimir Putin mentioned this and it deserves to be looked into is that Joe Biden via Tony Blinken via Boris Johnson went in and obliterated a potential peace deal that could have saved hundreds of thousands of lives. Do you have any comments on that? And isn't wouldn't that be worthy of further examination by the U.S. Senate? Yeah, we've we've talked about it for two years. We knew exactly when it happened. It happened in March of 2022, and uh, Zelensky was looking for a way out. Uh, I was over there three months before the war started, and they knew they didn't have enough to hold back on Russia. Uh, but but Russia is just fighting against NATO. They're not fighting against Ukraine. They don't want our missiles and our military bases in Ukraine right on their borders, nor would we want China on our Mexico border, our southern border. Same thing. So it, it's just unfortunate what's going on. Uh, they, they they had a peace deal worked out in Istanbul, Turkey. Uh, but for some reason, Boris Johnson was sent by our administration and said, hey, don't let them get a deal. Uh, we We need to continue this thing. We need to keep fighting. And it's, it's just about people wanting to fight wars. And uh, I think Joe Biden thinks the only way he can he can win reelection, which I think that would be impossible, uh, a hope uh, that he, that we're in two or three wars. So we couldn't fight one war right now because our stocks are so deplenished here, Charlie. You'd be shocked if you knew just how how much we've depleted our own stocks. And it takes years to put those back into service. Can, can you elaborate on that? That, that is a accurate and not as reported 
fact that we have depleted our own military preparedness and readiness. Can, can you elaborate on that, please? Well, first of all, I don't know if you read the New York Times article. I don't read the New York Times, but I had somebody tell me this, that they found out that a lot of the weapons that we have stored in Israel, which we do, we have millions of dollars worth of weapons stored in Israel there. We're asking them to send them to Ukraine. That's how low on our stocks we are. Now we have done this. We've gone from building uh, 10,155 uh, uh, bombs to 30,000 a month. But the problem Here's the problem that, that we've got right now. We, we, we went after Russia because we thought they were weak. Uh, Vladimir Putin in two years has built up his war industry to 30 to 40% of the economy. They've joined hands with China, North Korea, a lot of the other BRICS nations, and their economy is rolling now. Uh, they're signing up, selling all their gas and oil to China, and uh, they're making uh, billions of dollars weekly. And it's it's just gone opposite of what we thought it would. We thought people would pull out on Russia that they've become weaker and weaker. We've made them stronger, and we've made us weaker. Now we're in we're looking down the barrel of a gun of of the Middle East and Taiwan, uh, not not just Ukraine. So yes, we are way behind in building. We built a lot of uh, weapons in my state of Alabama, and uh, they're working hard as they can. The Javelin missile uh, that that we had that we sent over to. Uh, uh, Ukraine to ter- the, the tank busters, basically, at the end of the day, uh, NATO sent all theirs, most of theirs in. We, we're we four or five years away from having a uh, completed stockpile of just the Javelin missiles uh, coming from uh, the state of Alabama. It's a lot of hard work. Again, there's no planning in this, Charlie. These people have no clue about making any kind of game plan to to win and to keep the American people and allies safe. Hey, everybody. Charlie Kirk here. What an unbelievable start to 2024. We had last month saving babies with preborn by providing ultrasounds. And we're doing again this year what we did last year. We're going to stand for life because remaining silent in the face of the most radically pro-death administration is not an option. As Sir Edmund Burke said, the only thing necessary for the triumph of evil is for good men to do nothing. And we're not going to do nothing. Your gift to preborn will give a girl the truth about what's happening in her body so that she can make the right choice. $280 can save 10 babies, $28 a month, can save a baby a month all year long. And a $15,000 gift will provide a complete ultrasound machine that will save thousands of babies for years and years to come. And will also save moms from a lifetime of pain and regret. Call 833-850-2229. That's 833-850-2229. Or click on the preborn banner at charliekirk.com. That is charliekirk.com and click on the preborn banner. Also save moms from a lifetime of pain and regret. I'm a donor of this organization. They're terrific. Go to charliekirk.com, click on the preborn banner. I, I, it, no planning. I mean, by, by the way, then we have a defense secretary back in the hospital for gallbladder surgery or something. I mean, this, this is not, we're not, a, by the way, and we're, we're bombing Houthi targets. We're bombing Iranian related targets. We have many different conflicts unfolding here. So Senator, I'm going to ask you to speculate for a second, but I, I when, when you're speaking privately to your colleagues, what is their rationale as to why we need to keep on financing this Ukraine war? Is it ideological because it, it is so against, first of all, the national security interests of the country, but al- also the poor Ukrainian people, they're on the verge of getting mowed down in the spring fighting season. They're having I mean, difficulty enlisting an army. They're losing an entire generation of Ukrainian men. What is their argument? Well, first of all, Zelensky, and again, I met with him several times. He, he, he's he got problems. He was a comedian. He's a puppet. 
And uh, we don't know where a lot of this money has gone. Uh, our people won't let you know that we had, we did not have an inspector general there for the first year and a half, which was all by, by, by design. So money has gone out the back door. Uh, he is not having elections. He doesn't have a democracy anymore. He's closed down basically the media uh, that doesn't like him. I mean, it's a, it's a dictatorship, uh, but the people in, even uh, in the Democrats, I don't know where they come from. Um, they used to not be for war, but now they are. Uh, I think they see it as a winning proposition for them to keep power. That's all they care about. They could care about nobody uh, in this country or other countries. They just won't be able to tell people what to do. They, they're power hungry. That's the reason the border is open. But we have we have probably a dozen in our party, in the Republican side. Uh, they keep telling me, well, He's just going to continue on through Ukraine and go to Poland and go to Hungary. Listen, he can't beat Ukraine. He's made maybe 30, 40 miles of gain in two years. Uh, his people are ready to pull out the, the, you know, the Russian citizens. They don't have their, they're building their army bigger and stronger, but uh, it's not going over real well in Russia either. So uh, don't give me that he's going to continue. If he can go through Europe uh, in which he's not going to do, that's, that's their tale. Uh, if he could go through Europe, we'd have a huge problem, but that's not going to happen. He could care less. And you heard on Tucker's, um, interview that he had no, no desire to do that. He just wants to take back what is his. And again, Ukraine was Russia. You got to remember that. And everybody says, well, we're supposed to be protecting because of the Budapest agreements. We're supposed to be protecting, uh, the borders of Ukraine. The problem is we also told him in 1991, Russia, we will not expand NATO. We go from 17 to 30. I think that's a little bit of expansion. I'd be pissed off, too, if I was Russia. Yeah, no kidding. And by the way, we have members of the U.S. Senate years ago saying we're going to play offense against Ukraine, against Russia. We're going to play off. And Russia was promised that NATO would not expand eastward. And it was expanded eastward. In fact, continues to be expanded eastward. So, Coach, final thoughts here. Put together the game plan. Can we stop this in this vote carousel tonight? Are there any senators? I know you have to all be very collegial that might be a little bit more likely to be flipped than others. Oh, I I think we're past that point, Charlie. Uh, There's no reason to be nice now because there's everybody's taking a side here. You're you're either for giving money. Uh, Rand Paul is on the floor as we speak. I spoke a little bit earlier today about uh, they're going to, Friday, they're going to get a plane, a Codell, and they're going to take over pallets of cash to uh, uh, Ukraine. Uh, And they're fired up about it. But the problem is they're going to fly over our southern border, which is totally out of control. This is not something that's going to be a winning issue for uh, the Democrats or even uh, some Republicans in my my caucus. So we better really be careful with this. This is something that really says not it's not Republican or Democrat. This is Either you're anti-American or you're an American. I believe in this country. I believe that we're strong, but we can only be strong as we build it. The the problem we have, I'm on an armed services committee. Nobody wants to join the military anymore, Charlie. Nobody, why have people turned me down to go to, 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 to go to, to our institutions for higher learning for military. And and it's just absolutely crazy. If if you're a Southern Christian, Charlie, which is where most of the military has come from. Now I'm not, I'm not talking about black or white. I'm talking about if you're a Southern Christian, they don't want you in the military because you're an extremist. They want to be able to control you. And so it's it's getting out of hand. The the, the people up here are trying to uh, d- divide our country. 
we've got to be careful with that. We've got to get somebody back in, in the White House that's going to pull back people together. Everybody says Trump d- divides people. Let me tell you what. Trump is for the American people that want the American public and the Constitution to be on the same page. And that's the reason he has got to get elected. If he doesn't, I can't imagine going through four more years of this craziness up here in Washington, D.C., because we are on the verge of losing our country. No kidding. Coach, keep fighting. Uh, We're going to keep the pressure on. The gloves are off. And your colleagues that vote for this, they're going to have a very turbulent political future ahead. Thank you so much. Thank you. The resistance is growing, everybody. Four years ago, if we would be doing this Ukraine thing, there would be no J.D. Vance. There'd be no Tuberville. We'd have Senator Lee or Senator Paul in the program. Now we have Hawley. We have Tuberville. We have Van- we are growing in number. Our worldview is ascendant. Your voice is growing in the Senate. I know it can feel demoralizing. I know it can feel cynical at times. But boom, boom, boom. And they care, by the way. They all made time for us. One, two, three. That's three U.S. senators. These things take time to take over a massive uniparty that hates you. A regime that is just bombarding and blitzkrieging your values on a daily basis. Tuberville, Vance, Lee. We could have Hawley as well. We have Rand Paul. For years, I've been talking about how our nation's public schools have been captured by progressive ideologues, especially true if you're a Christian family. For those of you uh, worried about the best educational path for your kids and grandkids, I want to tell you about how Turning Point Academy is working with the Herzog Foundation, how you at home can also benefit from it. They have an online publication called The Lion and also Making the Leap. The Herzog Foundation offers a wide range of advice and information for Christian parents to make the best education decisions for your kids. Go to HerzogFoundation.com. That is HerzogFoundation.com. So check it out right now, HerzogFoundation.com. Portions of The Charlie Kirk Show are brought to in part by the Stanley M. Herzog Foundation. That is HerzogFoundation.com. Over the weekend, a, an objectionable piece of legislation advanced in the U.S. Senate looks likely to pass. And joining us now is one of the leading critics of that piece of legislation and a voice of moral clarity in a very disappointing town. Senator Mike Lee. Senator, thank you for taking the time. Senator, walk us through what happened this weekend. Well, this weekend, we saw the military industrial complex moving in full force to push through something, push through something that enjoys the support of every Democrat in the United States Senate, except Bernie Sanders. And you saw 18 Republican senators join with all but one Democratic senator in order to propel that bill forward. This is a bill that spends $95 billion, and over $60 billion of that goes to Ukraine. And of the aid that it spends, there's a whole lot of it that goes about $8 billion worth the economic assistance to Ukraine that can and will be used to fund the salaries of Ukrainian bureaucrats and other government employees in Ukraine for an entire year, no less. And it will also be used, as it's been used in the past, and we've sent similar funds to Ukraine over the last two years, to fund things like concert tickets for Ukrainians, Ukrainian clothing stores, Ukrainian welfare benefits. Look, uh, we've all gone mad. So we're borrowing money, printing money, impoverishing the American people so we can pay for all of this stuff in Ukraine. This makes no sense. And it makes no sense that Republican Senate leadership is doing this against the wishes of the vast majority of Republican senators and the vast overwhelming majority of Republican voters. This is wrong, and we're doing everything we can to stop it. 
Yeah. So what what is the legislative schedule then, Senator? It hasn't passed yet, but it looks imminent. Please walk us through that. Okay. so the next step is we're going to be we've got one more cloture vote. There are multiple rounds of cloture votes. Cloture means we're bringing debate on something, bringing bringing debate to a close on something. The first cloture vote was cloture on the motion to proceed. And then uh, it, it, last night we had another cloture vote on the overall bill. And then in the next round, we've got the cloture bringing debate to a close on this specific amendment that carves this down to this specific bill. And each time we do that, we pass another one of these thresholds where it can't move forward unless some Republicans join with Democrats. Because remember, they only have 51 votes in the Senate. They've only got 50 without Bernie Sanders supporting it, which they don't at this point. So tonight at around 8 p.m., we think, uh, they're going to have yet another cloture vote. And we're going to try to peel off more Republicans every time we get the chance. Because Republicans shouldn't be voting on this. Because even if they want to support Ukraine, a lot of my colleagues who are opposed to this are okay with funding Ukraine if it's actually military funding or something that's uh, to the strategic benefit of the United States. But this stuff is all over the place. It's even got humanitarian funds totaling between nine and ten billion dollars, some of which could end up going to fund Hamas of all things. And so they, they have. I was on the Senate floor all day, literally all day on on Saturday, offering up a half dozen different amendments to try to make them pending. The Democrats wouldn't let us. They objected every time, saying, "Oh, you forfeited your chance to do this the minute Republicans rejected the fake border uh, package that was negotiated." This is wrong. Yeah. And so so I just want to make sure I understand correctly that there is a chance that we can still block this in the Senate. Can you just repeat the math? I think I understood that Bernie is not supporting this. And so where is the math currently? Yeah. Okay. so the math currently is without Bernie Sanders support to get uh, the remaining 50 Democrats all backing it. Then they've got 18 Republicans in the Senate who joined with the 50 Democrats to produce a vote of 68. Now, remember, the critical threshold that they need is 60 votes. You can't bring debate to a close and therefore can't pass most legislation, including certainly this legislation, without 60 votes. The inverse corollary of that is that 41 votes, votes. if you can hold 41 votes against almost any bill, you can defeat almost any bill that way. You certainly can defeat this bill that way. What that means is if we cut in half the number of Senate Republicans, 18, as it stood last night, willing to support this bill, we can stop the bill. Or we can at least stop it until the Senate has had a chance to debate it more and amend it more. Consider a single amendment. Right now, as it stands, Charlie, this thing has been negotiated in secret by a tiny handful of senators to the exclusion of the American people and not giving the, 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 uh, the people's elected lawmakers in the Senate the chance to debate it. This is total disenfranchisement and taking money away from them. That's not theirs to spend. Yeah. And it's just the process is the insult. And so, Senator, it seems there was a CNN montage and I don't think we have it here, but there is more and more signaling that McConnell's time might be up. He might not run for leader again. What what can you give us a little bit of a temperature check there? Because this is not leadership. This is capitulation. But it's worse than that. It's worse than that. This is open warfare against those who have elected him to be the leader. Now, to be clear, I did not support him when he ran for re-election as leader 
in the fall of 2022. I nominated and endorsed and backed and helped Rick Scott, who was the first challenger he's had since I've been here at least, and uh, supported him. Uh, that one didn't succeed. But the rest of the conference, or a lot of the rest of the conference, the, those uh, not among the 11 of us who didn't vote for him, um, they too are split on this bill and split overwhelmingly where the American people are uh, split and where Republican voters are at large, which is to a margin of like two or three to one. They're against this thing. They don't like it. And yet here, the Republican Senate leader is doing everything he can to make a deal with the Democrats that unites the Senate Democrats, that pleases the White House, that infuriates and enrages most Republicans in the Senate and in the House and most Republicans in America. Uh, generally, and in order to pass bills that enact democratic priorities. Charlie, I wish I could say this was the first time this had happened, or the second time it had happened, or the fourth time, or the fifth time it had happened. I've lost count of how many times this has happened, even how many times it's happened since Joe Biden has been in office. So look, this is nothing personal, nothing personal, but when you get to that point where you're helping the other team, you're scoring goals for the other team. And you're working against your own team and you're denigrating your own team and you're sending your, your, your allies in the media to attack those who don't agree with you with your own party as you're skewering your own party's goals. It's time for you to go. Absolutely. And it seems as if more and more senators are willing to say that and signal in that direction. And it's not as if we don't have other alternatives. Senator Scott has put his hat in the ring. He wants to be leader. He's capable. He listens to his voters. Is that somebody that you think has a likelihood potentially here? I mean, have you heard that Senator McConnell will run for leader again, or is that to be determined? Well, it's to be determined. Uh, there are many who think that he won't run again, and I certainly think that would make sense for him to not run again. But we have no, received no assurance on that front. And especially since we have received no assurance on that front, we have to assume lesser until he rules it out that he's planning on doing it. And uh, that is itself very concerning. In any event, we're at a point in time where as we're approaching an election that may end up being the most consequential uh, election of our lifetimes, the watershed moment, we need for the Senate Republican Conference to be firing on all eight cylinders. We need all 51 of our senators to be represented in Senate Republican leadership and not just 18 out of 49 who, for whatever reason, want to side with the Democrats on this one. Yeah. And so, Senator, I want to ask a comment here. Senator Vance is coming on the show later. There is this it's circulating online. I want to get to the facts. Is it true that in this package there would be automatic impeachment if Trump terminates funding for the Ukraine war, if you were to become president, a poison pill uh, for the next president? Is that correct? Uh, I had not heard that. That's um uh, really, really overreaching, uh, I, I would think, in order to say that, uh, especially because there's well-established authority for presidents to impound certain funds to make discretionary decisions not to uh, not to release certain funds. I certainly can't imagine that would be automatically impeachable, but keep this in mind. In order to do that, we've got to win elections, enough elections around the country and House and Senate races to make that a reality. The best way we can stop that is to win elections. And the best way we can win elections is to show genuine, actual contrast between Democrats and Republicans, not 
blurring that contrast as this bill does. Look, none of this means that you can't do things that are bipartisan. That's great. That's fine. That's in fact, it's an inevitability in the United States Senate because of our, our rules. You basically can't pass anything that's not bipartisan. What I'm against is not bipartisanship or compromise. That's an inevitability around here. What I'm against is bipartisan and compromise, and it's in a direction that benefits only the Democrats, that accomplishes policies favored by Democrats, that unites Democratic senators and sharply divides Republican senators while cutting against everything that many of them stand for. Senator, you're doing an excellent job. Uh, We're going to do everything we can to rally the troops to hopefully we could defeat this in the Senate. Uh, It's a vile piece of legislation. Senator, thank you so much. Thanks. Thank you very much. Good to be with you. Thank you. Thanks so much for listening, everybody. Email us as always, freedom at charliekirk.com. Thanks so much for listening and God bless. For more on many of these stories and news you can trust, go to charliekirk.com.